Project Taryag, day 84. is the mitzvah of the Yafastayar. The Torah instructs us to dealing with the Yafastayar, which means a person goes to battle and he sees in his captives a lady the Yafastayar, which means in his eyes at least she's beautiful. And the halacha is that the Jew is allowed to bring it to his house. However, he has to go through the procedure of shearing the hair of her head, leaving her for a month to grow her nails, changing her from the clothing she's wearing into less attractive clothing, and uh, allowing her to cry for her former life and her parents for a whole month, like the Torah says. And this was that because the Gemara tells us that the non-Jewish girls would go out and beautify themselves in the battlefield to tempt the attacking soldiers. And this way a person had a month to view her within not in that, so to speak, seductive setting. The reason the Torah allowed the Yafastara, even though she's a non-Jew, and normally the Torah forbids Jews marrying non-Jews, says the Gemara, which means the Torah understood in the circumstances, the soldiers, Yetzirah might be too strong for him to overcome. And if that's the case, the Torah had to find a way for him to be allowed her that he shouldn't try and take her Be'isur. And therefore, the Torah found the Mahalach of allowing him to take her, but only after a period where she would be disgraced in his eyes by taking her for hair, by making her look less uh, appealing making her grow her nails, like all the halakhas we said before, allowing her to cry, which would also distort her, her features. And after a, and therefore she has to stay in his house for a month. And he sees her in such a situation, and then the Torahs would want him to lose his attraction for her. And then would, would, would change his mind and not want to marry her. There's an argument in the Gemara, if... The soldier is not allowed any contact with her until after this whole 30-day process or the first time he's allowed to be with her on the battlefield and this is only if he would want to stay with her after that. The chinuchs, the decision is that he holds like the opinion that the soldier will only be allowed to be with her for the first time after this whole 30-day procedure. The halach is the person is only allowed to take one first tar and it doesn't make a difference if she's single or married. And same he can only take her for himself. And she has to miscarry before he can marry her properly. And once she's once she's been miscarried, then he has to give her a condition and a ksuva, just like any Jewish girl. If she doesn't want to miscarry, you can keep her waiting for up to a year to see maybe she'll change her mind. And if she still doesn't want to miscarry, he has to let her go. If she would become pregnant before she was miscarried, then the child would be a guy because the general rule is that the child of a Jewish father and non-Jewish mother has the status of a non-Jew. And therefore, halakhically, if the child would be Megair, she wouldn't be considered halakhically a blood relative of her father. An example of this, the Gemara says, but Tamar, the daughter of David Melech, from his wife Macho, who was a Yafastar, and since she only converted after she was already pregnant, therefore Tamar was not considered halakhically his daughter. And if that's the case, like the Pasuk says, she would have been halakhically allowed to marry Amnon, who was David's son, and even though her blood brother, but not halakhically her brother.
this mitzvah of star applies only when Klai Yisrael are near to Yisrael and uh, when they're fighting as a Jewish army. And if a person would take a star without the whole procedure the Torah expects, he's being battled as mitzvah saseh. Mitzvah tov kuf lamed gimel, and that is the issue not to study a star. The pasuk is very high im If after she's been through this whole procedure, he no longer wants her, the pasuk says v'shilafta lenafsho macholatim kren abakes. If you have to go free, you don't have to sell her for money. The reason for this says the chinuch is to teach us midas tovus, like many other mitzvahs, because that's a, if we have midas tovus, then it's a reason for us to get bracha from Hashem. And therefore, after someone took a pastor as a potential wife, to then turn around and sell her is definitely a certain lack of medas, says the Chinuch, it's the, man, the way of the Nevalim Abchusim, the lowest of the elements of society to do such a thing, and that's how the Torah forbids us to do it. Similarly, Mitzvah Tov Kuf, Lamed Dalet, is not, not to make her work for us, after he wanted her originally as a wife. The Pasuk says, Let this Amir bo, which means, don't use her as a servant. Either that would be as a Pilagish, which means if he doesn't want to marry anymore, he shouldn't keep her as a concubine, or as a servant girl. And for the same reason as before, once someone had, he had originally wanted her as a wife, to then demean her in such a way, is against the Midas that she wants us to have. Mitzvah, Taf, Kuf, Lamed, Hay. And that is little less than If a person's chayv to be hanged, we have a mitzvah as a basin to hang him. Which means anyone who was chayv skiller in basin, the halach afterwards they have to get hanged on the tree. Specifically, according to Chachamim, it's a megadeh, which means a person who utters blasphemy against Hashem Chasashalom or every other desire. As Rabbi holds it applies to anybody who is high of scaler. The idea of hanging the person who got killed was as a warning sign to everybody else who would witness this, and therefore they would obviously be afraid and deterred from doing similar things themselves. The halach is that they would, after they stoned the person who was high of scaler, they would tie him by his hands to a pole from the ground and they would leave him there until before sunset but they would take him down before sunset and bury him still on the same day together with the, the tree that he had been hung on and together with the stones that had been used to kill him and the reason for that is that people shouldn't be able to afterwards point to this tree or the stone as the means which were used to kill a certain person and to leave him uh, Hanging overnight is is a leitase, which the Torah says that it's also to leave a corpse of someone hanging after the sunset. This mitzvah also only applies in Eretz Yisrael at a time when there's a base and there judge capital cases, and obviously only to the men who would be the judges. And therefore, the following mitzvah, mitzvah tov kuf lamed vav, is the issue not to leave a corpse hanging on the tree. It says leitali nivlasela eight. And we saw before, this is the corresponding to the mitzvah to take him down and bury him. And therefore, well, this brings us to mitzvah tafkuf lamedzayin, is the general mitzvah to be kaiver, not just this person, but to bury any, any nifta, anyone who passed away, 
and passes his Kikava to Kareno Bayamahu, you should bury him on that same day. The reason for this, the Pasuk says, Kikidla Selakim Talui, it's so to speak a disgrace to Hashem that a person's hanging. Why? Because people are going to ask, what did he do wrong? That caused them basically to hang him, and it's going to be that he said of a desire or acted blasphemy against Hashem, and that itself, therefore, we don't want to perpetuate or people to speak about. That itself is a chilul Hashem. Allah is every mess is chayev kvura, and if there's no relative to do it, then it becomes the mitzvah of any Jew to bury him. It was called a mace mitzvah, which means the mace with the mitzvah of burying him applies to everyone who notices him or is aware of him. When it comes to people killed by Bastin, there was a special cemetery for people who got killed because they were Rishayim. And even in there, there were two sections. One for people who were the more severe penalty of Skeda or Shreifa, stoning or burning. And one for people who were the lesser penalties of Kherav Vahedah, which means either beheading or strangulation. They were only kept in the Bastin, so to speak, cemetery until... The, the body had completely decomposed, after which the bones could be gathered and reburied in their family funeral plot, wherever that may have been. This mitzvah of burying people killed by the basin obviously applies only when there is a basin who were entrusted with the halachas of judging capital cases. However, the mitzvah of burying a mace across the board applies in every time and place, both to men and to ladies, that there's a mitzvah to bury a mace and specifically to try bury him on the day that he died. If a person is over in this and leaves a mace unburied, not for his own covered, but for any other reason, they have a battle this mitzvah sase. Mitzvah taf kuf lamet ches, and that is the hashiv of the Israel to return a lost object to its Jewish owner. The Pasuk says, hashiv teshivim lachicha, if you find something which is lost, return it to your brother, which means to your fellow Jew. This is a mitzvah sase, which the Torah says more than once. The reason, the Chinuch says, is because this increases the Te'eles HaMedina, the ability of people to live together, because everybody can forget things or lose them, whether it's their possessions or their animals, which can move around on their own. And with this mitzvah, people's things are protected because the finder will return it to the person who it belongs to. Nevertheless, the mission tells us there's a category of things which a person doesn't have to return, for example, if a person finds fruit or money scattered in the street, or bundles of wheat in the Shusarabim, or pressed figs or dates, or loaves which are baked loaves and therefore there's no distinguishing features, or pieces of meat or strings of fish, and the common denominator of all these cases is there's nothing unique about them which a person would be able to identify as belonging to him. When it comes to bundles, if a person would find them in Shusarabim, it would depend if they looked like they had been placed there, in which case we would assume that the person placed there and intended to retrieve them, or they looked like they dropped them, in which case we assume that the person who dropped them wouldn't know where they were and wouldn't be able to retrieve them. Something which has a similar error, which has a distinguishing feature, a person can't take for themselves because the owner has a way of identifying and therefore retrieving the last object. However, there's an exception, those things which are found which means that the sea, when the tide goes in, comes in, takes things back with it into the sea, or the river, when it overflows, pulls things along into the current of the river. Things like that, even if they would have a sermon, a person would be able to keep for themselves. And the reason for that is, is because it's considered now ownerless 
because it's normally not possible for the owner to be able to get it back again. Which means things which are the owner doesn't know about, but other people would be able to get hold of, it's from Tzir Zuchul Adam, and therefore they'd be able to return to him. Whereas something which has been dragged into sea, no one would be able to, in a normal sense, be able to retrieve. Similarly, something which the owner is misyaj from, which means he gives up any hope of recovering, if the finder would only find it after he has been misyaj, he'd be allowed to keep it. And therefore, if someone would lose something in a place where most people are non-Jews, and therefore the loser would feel, there's no way I'm going to find it again, because he doesn't expect any of the non-Jews who were likely to find it to be doing Hashavah Saveda, then it would be more even for a Jew who found it, because he's finding it already after the owner's given up Yush, which means abandoned hope of recovering it. Something which has a similar ever, whether it's an identifying feature or it's a specific size or weight or amount, are all things which could be used as a similar, and therefore a person who finds such things would have to be machris them, which means announce they find a lost object to enable the owner the opportunity to come forward and describe it and then be able to receive it back again. However, the halakh is that when there were ramayim, which are people who would be dishonest, then the person who wants to retrieve the last object first have to bring witnesses that he's an honest person and then he'll be able to believe him when he says as the simonim of the item. An Aveda which is worth less than the Shavu Prutta doesn't have to be returned. An Aveda which isn't worth its own keep, which means that it needs to be looked after and needs to be fed until one can identify the owner. In a case like that, the Lachi is if it also produces, then the finder is allowed to use the income he can make from it to offset the price that it costs. However, something, let's say for example, uh, something like a cow or a donkey, However, something which needs to be looked after and doesn't produce, so the Lach is allowed to sell it and hold the money which he would then return to the owner whenever he finds him. The Torah learns from a Pasuk that if in a case where it's either also for a person to return the last object, for example, he's a coin and the last object is in the cemetery where it's also to enter, or he's an older person or a Zokin Batera, and it's not Lefi Kfoidoi, to carry such an item through the streets. In that case, the Torah exempts him from Hashavah Saveda. When there is a Chiv Hashavah Saveda, there's also a responsibility to look after it. And therefore, if it's clothing, he has to, he has to shake it out every so often. If it's a safe, he has to roll it to make sure that the item he's looking after is kept in good condition. And this mitzvah applies in every place and time, both to men and to women. And if a person's over in this, and he finds a mitzvah, which he could return, and he doesn't return it, he's been about to mitzvah say. Besides the Isulayta say, which we'll see next, which is mitzvah tough kuf lamites, and that is the Isul shalayla halim, and of Yimena, not to ignore the Aveda and therefore not deal with it. The Pasuk says that Tuchal Isalim is not allowed to ignore the, the Aveda, and therefore if a person did do that, he'd be over this mitzvah shalayta say as well. Mitzvah tough kuf mem. And that is not to leave his anim- friend's animal, which means fallen under the weight of the parcels it's carrying, and it's unable to right itself. Which means if we see another Jew who has an animal which crouches under its, the weight of its burdens, and he should not allow to leave it in that position and continue on his own, he has to help him 
and help his animal get up again and reload it in a way that he can carry it. The Pasuk says, the mitzvah of Azif ties the image to help him rewrite his animal. And the Torah also brings it as the Laitase, Laitire, as Chamar Achicha. You don't see your friend's donkey or his sheep, and you're not going to help him. And therefore, if a person does see his friend's animal in a position and doesn't offer assistance, he's over in this Laitase, as well as the Isu Asay. Which we mentioned before of Azav Tazvimoy. Mitzvah Tafkuf Mimalef, and that is to help raise the parcels which fell with his friends. And that is, in the case, not where the animal's already fallen, but he wants to load the animal. The boss says, Hakim Takim Imo, help your friend load up his animal, which is called the Mitzvah Te'inet, loading the animal. And even though this is a Mitzvah, the Allah is a person allowed to ask to be paid for helping to do that. However, when it comes to unloading, an animal which has collapsed, it's asked to ask for money. Mitzvah Tafkuf Men base, and that is that a lady shouldn't wear clothing or jewelry of men. The Pazak says, Lo al Isha, a man's clothing shouldn't be on the lady. And therefore, this includes not just their clothing, but also weapons, for example, which is something which men normally wear, not women. Which Unculus explains the Pazak, it's a Tikkun Zain, which means weaponry, because these are the things which are meant for men. The reason says the Chinuch is to distance us Yisrael from any connection to immorality and something which would cause a breach in immorality we have to distance ourselves from as well because Hashem hates immorality and if men and women were dressed in a similar fashion it would cause them to intermingle and there would just be an opening to Znus which would result. Similarly, this was the way of Ovdavod Zara to dress in clothing of the opposite gender, and therefore the Torah forbids us according to the Rambam, like all the, re- the things that Ovdavod Zara did, which the Torah forbids. This also applies in every place and time to ladies that they shouldn't wear clothing of men, and if a lady is over on this and wears men's apparel, she is Chayav Malkus. And the corresponding mitzvah, mitzvah Tov Kuf Mem Gimel is that a man shouldn't wear ladies' clothing. And the Pasuk says, La Yolbash Geva Simus Isha, a man shouldn't wear the clothing of a lady, which is exactly the same reason as the mitzvah before. And here also, if a man would wear a lady's clothing, it applies in every place in time, and if he would be over in this, then he'd be high of Malchus as well. Here the Gemara adds more restrictions also, that doesn't just apply to clothing, but activities which only ladies do. So for example, the uh, to pluck white hairs out of one's hair or beard from his black hairs or to dye one's hairs is considered something a lady would do and therefore it's also for a man to do that. A tumtum or an androgynous which means a person of undetermined gender or someone who has features of both of these men and women the halach which applies to them is they can't cover their hair the way women do on the other hand, they can't shave their heads like those for a man. But if they would do this, since it's not clear what their status is, they don't get Marcus, which is normally the day of a Tumtum Androgynous. We go to Khumra with them both ways. And if, but if they would go against that, we couldn't punish them because it's not clear what their status is.